1: It's a Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 10.
0: Get ready to maximize your potential with Optimal Health Daily, the podcast that brings you the best content in health, fitness, and nutrition five days a week. Your optimal life awaits. Now here's your host, Dr. Neil Malek.
1: Hello, and welcome to another special Friday edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I, Dr. Neil, answer your questions related to health and fitness. Last week, I answered some common questions that I usually get, but this time we have an audio question from a listener. But before we get into it, if you didn't know, this podcast is actually a spinoff of my brother's show, Optimal Living Daily, which covers personal development, minimalism, and more from authors like Derek Sivers, markandangel.com, and all the ones you hear on this show also. So after you hear this episode, make sure you search for Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. But for now, Let's answer your questions and start optimizing your life.
0: Hi, Dr. Neil. I have a question about veganism. I am maintaining a hundred-pound weight loss for five years using low carb, high protein diet, and this works well for me. I do train for marathons and I usually up my carb intake quite a bit at that point, but always able to maintain with the low carbohydrate and high protein. I read more and more about being a vegan, decided to try it January of 2016 until now, and I realized it's just not good for my body. I wonder if there's some commentary you have about veganism. I'd be interested to hear your take on it. Thank you.
1: Thank you, MJ, for your question. I actually want to start by talking about the differences between a vegan and a vegetarian, because in my experience, many are confused by this concept. If someone were to follow a vegan diet, that means they don't eat any foods that come from an animal. This means that across the board, if someone identifies themselves as a vegan, they're gonna avoid meat of all types. That's beef, pork, game, chicken, turkey. They also avoid eggs, fish, dairy like cheese, yogurt, milk. So why do they avoid all of these foods? Well, if we think about it, all of them come from an animal, even milk, Yogurt and cheese, of course. But there are different degrees of veganism. So for example, some vegans will avoid eating honey because that comes from a bee. Bees are technically part of the animal kingdom. And so those that are really strict may avoid consuming honey. Others may actually avoid eating refined sugar. Okay, so you're probably going, wait, what? Why would they avoid eating sugar? Does sugar come from an animal? No. Sugar does come from a plant. It actually comes from sugar cane. But the way they process sugar, the way they refine it, is basically the problem here. They actually use animal bones to get that sugar nice and white and to that perfect grainy texture. Surprising, I know. I had no idea before I was in school and getting my dietitian degree. Now, other folks won't purchase any products that contain animals or have been tested on animals. So it's common for a vegan to avoid buying jackets, purses, shoes, anything made of leather or fur since these are made technically from animal hides. Now vegetarians on the other hand, don't eat any animal flesh. So that's a little bit different. So vegetarians usually won't eat meat. So we're talking about beef and pork and game. They won't eat chicken, turkey, or fish because again, these are all forms of animal flesh. Some vegetarians though will still eat eggs. Others may avoid eggs, but still consume dairy like cheese, yogurt, they may drink milk. So there are different types of vegetarianism and there are different names for each of those. Okay, so going back to MJ's question about following a vegan diet. What we're finding is that those that follow a well-planned vegan diet tend to be quite healthy actually and have a high quality of life. But there are two important points that I need to make here. The first is that while those that follow a vegan diet tend to be in good health, we really don't know if that's because of the diet or because vegans tend to follow healthy lifestyles in general. For example, vegans typically are pretty active. MJ is a great example of this. Usually don't see a lot of overweight or obese vegans either. We know that overweight and obesity often lead to other serious problems like heart disease, some forms of cancer, arthritis, and the list goes on and on. But what we do know from lots and lots of data is that typically following a plant-based diet can prevent a number of diseases and improve quality of life. The catch here, though, is that if you were to follow a vegan diet, it must be, as I said, well-planned. You can eat all plant-based foods but still have a poor diet. You could eat vegan pasta for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and in between meals, but it doesn't mean you're consuming a balanced diet that's gonna support your health. You're gonna be missing important vitamins, minerals, you're not gonna get enough protein, you're not gonna get enough essential fats in your diet. So MJ, I would wanna be sure your diet is well balanced with a variety of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and because you're so active, especially protein. What we typically see in vegans, even with a well-planned diet, is they might have low levels of certain nutrients in their diets. Usually these include vitamins B12 and D, iron, omega-3 fatty acids, and calcium. So why are vegans usually deficient or lacking these nutrients? Well, it's because for the most part, most of these come from animals. So what I would recommend is first, consider taking a multivitamin every day. This will likely cover your iron, vitamin D, and calcium needs all in one. Next, find a quality, vitamin B12 supplement. What happens is the most active form of vitamin B12 from our diets come from animal products. You may have heard that some sea vegetables like algae contain B12, this is true, but it's actually not a form that our bodies can use. So you need to supplement B12 in your diet. You can actually purchase a sublingual form of B12 over the counter. For those of you that aren't familiar with this term, they basically sell a type of B12 that's in a small tablet form that you just put under your tongue and let it dissolve. And that works just great. The other way to be sure you're getting enough B12 is to receive injections from your healthcare provider every so often. The next supplement I would recommend is one containing omega-3 fatty acids. Finding a quality supplement is really important here. There's no need to buy a mega-dose variety, but try and find one that says it's, quote, enteric-coated. That's E-N-T- E-R-I-C, enteric-coated, and that contains both EPA and DHA. If it's enteric-coated, it ensures that the supplement gets digested and absorbed in the right part of your GI tract. EPA and DHA are actually just types of omega-3s, and they're usually listed right on the label. You can also find omega-3 fats in sea vegetables, so if you consume seaweed or algae on a regular basis, you may not need this supplement. Now, I keep mentioning finding a quality supplement. There's enough material there for a whole other podcast, but I'll share with you one simple trick. When you're walking up and down the aisles of your local CVS or Walgreens, look for these specific labels on the packaging, USP or NSF. These symbols mean the product has been tested for quality. So when you're buying this product, you can feel confident you're taking something home that's relatively free of impurities and it's not gonna make you sick. Now on to the second part of MJ's question. Can you follow a vegan diet and still be able to achieve gains in athletic performance? What's unfortunate is there's not a lot of research on this topic. It's coming out very, very slowly, but it appears so far that following a vegan diet will not hurt your performance. One study even found a vegan athlete outperformed others during a triple Ironman competition. But remember, a well-planned, balanced diet likely with supplementation, is gonna be what's best. Anytime you decide you wanna take a supplement, it's a great idea to run those by your primary care physician, your usual doctor, and or a registered dietitian. We're driven
0: by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Thank you again for your question, MJ. Now, if you'd like to send in your own question, it's really easy and free to do. Just come by oldpodcast.com and there's a red bar on the side of the page. If you click on that, you could submit an audio question using your computer's microphone or if you use the mobile app. Now, it's no stress. You can do as many takes as you like and it's a great way to basically get a free consultation from a doctor. So once again, just visit oldpodcast.com to submit your question and I'd be happy to help you out. And we made it to the weekend. Have a great one and I'll see you in Monday's episode where your optimal life
0: awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too